My brothers and sisters in the Lord, several years ago I was in California visiting one of the retreat houses there. And the retreat house was located in the wine country of the state. And after the retreat, I had the opportunity to go with one of the local guides to tour some of the vineyards and some of the wineries. And in the course of that tour, I remember we got to a certain vineyard and the vineyard looked like it had been devastated. All that was there were stumps and a few runners that went between the stumps. And so I asked the tour guide what happened to this particular vineyard. And he said, oh, Father, that's a very simple explanation. You see, when a vineyard is first planted, for three consecutive years, we prune the vineyard down. We cut away everything, and we don't allow it to bear any fruit until you get into the fourth year. And by doing that, if you come and see this particular vineyard in the fourth year of its growth, you will see the grapes the size of ping pong balls. You see, my brothers and sisters, I use that image because it's the same image that Jesus is using in the gospel today. <clears throat> this beautiful analogy, my brothers and sisters, where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And as we hear right in the beginning, Jesus said to the disciples, I am the vine and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch of me that does not bear fruit and every one that does, he proves so that it will bear more fruit. You see, my brothers and sisters, as followers of Jesus, as disciples of the Lord, our mission, our task in life is to bear fruit. And we have to ask ourselves as we reflect this morning, do we truly bear fruit in our lives? And if we do bear fruit, what type of fruit are we bearing? Is it good fruit or is it rotten fruit? You see, my brothers and sisters, by bearing fruit, you and I make a difference. Are our families different? Are our families a better place because you are in it? Because of the fruit you bear in the domestic church? Is your workplace a better place because you were there? Is your school a better place because you were there? Is this parish family a better place because you are part of it and you and I are bearing fruit for the kingdom. We are called, my brothers and sisters, to bear fruit. And how do we do it? How do we bear fruit? Jesus is very clear in the gospel today. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains in me and on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. You see, my friends, we can never bear fruit apart from Jesus. We can never bear fruit when we're not intimately connected to our Lord. A friend of mine who lives in another state several years ago, her and her husband had a guava tree. And the tree would produce fruit every April and every July. And she always looked forward to this particular tree bearing fruit. And then one April, there was no fruit. And so she figured she would wait till July. July came, and there was no fruit. 
Now her husband was not as patient as she was because she was going to give the, year, the, the tree another year. But her husband said, let's cut it down and let's just plant a mango tree. We don't have a large backyard here and this particular tree is taking up room. So let's plant something that's going to bear fruit. But she convinced him to give it another April and still at another April, there was no fruit. And she agreed to hire someone to cut the tree down. And as they were cutting the tree down, they discovered why the guava tree was not bearing any fruit. Because as they cut the tree down and as they began to grind out the stump, they realized that many of the roots of this particular tree, especially the roots closest to the surface, had been damaged. And because the roots had been damaged, the tree wasn't getting the nutrients it needed in order to bear fruit. My brothers and sisters, that is a wonderful example of our relationship with the Lord. I am the vine, you are the branches. What does our root system look like, my brothers and sisters? Does our root system, does our spiritual life go deep into our relationship with God? Because of our prayer life, through the reception of the sacraments, by coming to this altar to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord, by receiving forgiveness and the sacrament of reconciliation or confession, by our own spiritual reading, by visits to the Adoration Chapel, where do we place our roots? Because if our roots are damaged, if we're not in communion with God, then we will not bear fruit. Or if we do bear fruit, the quantity and the quality of that fruit is not going to be what the Lord desires. We've got to have deep roots. We've got to remain connected to the vine. And if you notice, my friends, in this particular gospel passage, the Lord Jesus gives two warnings right in the beginning. He says this, He, my Father, takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. For those of you who are familiar with gardening, especially with anything that grows on a vine or certain sorts of fruit trees or familiar with what we call sucker shoots. Sucker shoots are shoots that come off of the vine that look beautiful. They have wonderful leaves. They're green. They're lovely. But sucker shoots will never bear fruit. They just won't. And because of these particular sucker shoots on the vine, the branches that do bear fruit that fruit is not going to be of the same quantity and quality because the sucker shoots are deviating nutrients from the other branches. We have to ask ourselves, my friends, are we sometimes in life like the sucker shoots? We look really good on the outside. Maybe we even look green, but we're not bearing any fruit. I heard this little story at a workshop this week. I didn't know this, but it's a, tr it's a true story. In the 1800s, there was, of course, the stagecoach. And the stagecoach brought many people out to the West. And if you traveled on a stagecoach, usually it was between six to nine individuals. There were three classes of tickets. First class, second class, and third class. Now, 
When we think about classes of tickets, normally we're thinking about like an airplane, and it depends upon where your seat's gonna be, and if you're in first class, or coach, or business class, and how much leg room you're gonna have, and all that other stuff. But on the stagecoach, the tickets had nothing to do with your seat. The tickets had to do if there was a problem on the stagecoach. Because of course, you can imagine traveling on a stagecoach out west, there were gonna be problems. It was either gonna get stuck in the mud, or an axle was gonna break, or a wheel was gonna come off. And so if you had a first-class ticket, and the stagecoach broke, you did not have to get off the stagecoach. You could sit right there while all the work was being done. If you had a second-class ticket, you had to get off the stagecoach, but you could stand over to the side and just watch all the work being done. But if you had a third-class ticket, if that stagecoach broke, guess what? You had to get down and fix it. You had to get in the mud and pull it out. You had to help fix the axle or the wheel. My brothers and sisters, I give you that example because oftentimes in our families and in our churches, we have too many people who want first and second-class tickets. And as disciples of Jesus, we're called to have third-class tickets to be in the muck and the mire, to bear fruit for the kingdom, not just to sit and warm the pews or to sit on the sideline and say, we should do X, Y, and Z, but everybody else should do it and not me. That's the sucker shoots. We may look green, but we're not bearing any fruit. And finally, the second warning that Jesus gives, and everyone that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. Now my friends, this is a very important spiritual principle and one that many people have a difficult time wrapping their mind around and even their heart around. Because oftentimes, my brothers and sisters, if you go into the vineyard and they're pruning down the vineyard, they're not just cutting away the dead branches. They're often pruning away live branches as well. Because in doing so, the vine is going to bear more fruit. Well, in the same way, my brothers and sisters, you and I, we're going to be pruned in life. And many of that, much of that pruning is going to involve some sort of suffering. And no, it's not a picnic. And it's not always fun. But what we have learned, my brothers and sisters, is that only by being pruned, only by going through the suffering, only by being able to trust God that in the midst of the suffering, He is going to provide, then and only then will we be better disciples and more faithful after we have come through whatever the trial or the tribulation or the tragedy or the suffering may be. That's what it means to be pruned. That's what it means for our sufferings, my brothers and sisters, to be redemptive for the kingdom. Because oftentimes, when people come to see me, they ask in one way or another, when it comes to a particular suffering, why did this happen? And you know what, my brothers and sisters? There's usually not an answer to that question. But that question needs to be phrased in a different way. Not why did this happen, but because this has happened, how am I going to bear greater fruit? How am I going to use this experience to be a better disciple? 
just as it says in the letter of St. James. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials. For you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In the end, my brothers and sisters, we remember the words of Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. As we remain connected to the vine, as we make sure that our root system is planted deeply in the Lord Jesus, let us go forth this day and bear much fruit in the kingdom.